Okay, today I'm going to discuss cofactors, coenzymes, and vitamins. Vitamins and minerals, actually. They appear at the end of the module. I know minerals aren't in the title, but we'll discuss them anyway. Um, but the, this, uh, the cofactors and coenzymes are relevant because not all enzymes can catalyze reactions alone. Okay, when we think of an enzyme, we think that it does all the catalysis, right? We went over the you know, different types of catalysis. Some enzymes require help. Cofactors and coenzymes provide this help. You can kind of think of, um, I think the Han Academy example is that coenzymes and cofactors are like the added security passcodes. You know, you know, you type in your password, but you also have to scan your thumbprint if you're trying to access your email. Whatever helps you, just remember that cofactors and coenzymes assist with the enzymatic activity and specifically catalysis. So let's begin. Coenzymes are organic carrier molecules, which means they provide help to the enzyme by holding on to stuff for it. Okay, so the enzyme will do its work. The carrier holds on to certain things for the enzyme to make the catalysis run smoothly. Specific things that it holds are electrons, functional groups, acetyl groups, whatever. But it, it does this holding. And so the way I remember it is that coenzymes are carriers. You'll see that cofactors, there's no E in the word cofactor, but coenzymes has actually two E's and carriers also has an E. Um, if that doesn't help you, I just think of E as electrons, right? You hold on to electrons. So coenzymes are electron carriers among other forms of carriers. They carry other things. Uh, an example of it being an electron carrier is NADH, right? NADH in, uh, you know, uh, becomes NAD plus plus the hydride anion. Uh, so in this case, NADH acts as an electron carrying coenzyme. Uh, again, it doesn't need to always carry electrons. For example, um, um, the coenzymes can also carry acetyl groups. For example, in the Krebs cycle, or uh, not the Krebs cycle, but right before it, the presence of acetyl coenzyme A, uh, which carries acetyl groups. Um, so those are examples of coenzymes. Again, organic carriers. That's it. Cofactors provide help in a different way in that they are actually directly involved in the catalysis. They are participating components of the catalysis process. Unlike coenzymes, which just hold stuff for the enzyme, cofactors actually help the enzyme out. So, you know, you know, coenzymes would kind of be the, you know, the intern or, you know, to the doctor to hold all their papers, whereas the cofactors would be the residents and the med students, whatever. They actually assist the doctor in working. I, I'm trying to provide a lot of examples because it's very easy to switch between coenzymes and cofactors. So just remember, coenzymes are carriers. Cofactors are participating components, okay? So instead of carrying something, they, cofactors, participate in catalysis. How do they participate? Um, they, you know, a multitude of different ways, namely two ways. They stabilize the enzyme or substrate, or they can help the reaction convert molecules between their forms. Okay, an example of a cofactor is Mg2+. And actually, I'll, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I want to specify this. Mg2+, know that molecule because it is very versatile. It appears in a lot of different things that I'll explain in a second. Um, but back to the concept of cofactors, Mg2+, is a cofactor to stabilize DNA. Remember, this is actually just going into an old molecule. Who remembers the types of catalysis, electrostatic catalysis, where Mg2 plus stabilizes the negatively charged DNA strands, right? For example, with DNA polymerase. If you flip back to my module on the different forms of catalysis, I believe it's uh, uh, um, episode two of this series, the enzyme series, so uh, season two, episode two, um, you'll see that. So Mg2 plus acts as a cofactor by stabilizing that charge. Remember I said that. 
So that's the difference between coenzymes and cofactors. The last part of this module is discussing vitamins and minerals. And the, the first thing to note is that these molecules are not produced in the body and they are actually just cofactors and coenzymes. That's all they are. They're not really anything else. Um, um, you know, I'll, I'll make a clarification to that, but most of them are cofactors and coenzymes. Um, so vitamins are organic cofactors and coenzymes. They are organic and they can be both. Okay. Examples are vitamin B3 and vitamin B5. Vitamin B3, niacin becomes NAD. Vitamin B5 becomes, uh, is involved in acetyl coenzyme A. Um, so those are vitamins, organic, and they can be both. Minerals, on the other hand, are inorganic, and they are only cofactors, okay? So vitamins are kind of the, you know, broader term, really. It's organic, and it can be both, you know, carriers and uh, participatory mechanisms or molecules, whereas minerals are only the participatory participatory molecules, and they're also inorganic. Um, examples of minerals are, like, you know, like I told you to keep track of MG2+, MG2+, is a mineral, and then its work in, you know, involved with DNA polymerase uh, has it showcasing its mineral attributes. Um, so that's really the end, but I want to make one fundamental distinction that not all minerals must act only as cofactors. For example, calcium 2+, right, the calcium ion, the calcium cation, it actually acts as a cofactor, right? It, it does act as a cofactor, but it is also a structural component of bones. So it has a different function in, in terms of structure. And that's where I'm going to return back to what I was saying about, I was going to clarify that statement that, that vitamins and minerals are actually just cofactors and coenzymes. They are, they are all cofactors and coenzymes, but some molecules act as, you know, uh, other forms. In the case of calcium, it acts as a structural component.